I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to Squawk 7000's weekly roundup of aviation news brought to you in partnership with flyingandireland.com. Remember to subscribe and to keep us as your top choice for Ireland's aviation news, delivering news to your device every week. I'm Michael Cummins. In the headlines this week, a Dublin and Shannon Airport expected a passenger surge for the May Bank holiday weekend. Avalon commits to ordering 40 Boeing 737 MAX aircraft valued at over $4 billion. Airtrade Aviation expands U.S. operations with a new team in Atlanta. And Atlantic Aviation Group launches trainee and apprenticeship program amid global shortage of aircraft maintenance engineers. And we hear from Defend, a company that has a defense system against illegal drone operations. Yeah, there are two threats. One is security and the other one is flight safety. If you take flight safety initially, this is, as Jeffrey said, it's someone just flying their drone trying to either get a cool shot of an aircraft and not realising the danger of it. A lot of people flaunt that. Other people don't know the rules, as he mentioned. And also you've got those people who might decide to protest by putting a drone up to prevent prevent aircraft from flying. And what they're largely unaware of is the impact that a drone can have on an aircraft these days. More on that later in the podcast. Up to 35 Ryanair flights arriving at and departing from Dublin Airport were set to be cancelled on this bank holiday Monday last because of the latest France air traffic control strike. On Saturday evening, Ryanair Chief Executive Michael O'Leary released a video on Twitter saying his company would have to cancel 220 flights on the Monday. We're calling on Ursula von der Leyen and the European Commission to take action to protect overflights, protect Europe's single market for flying. In When there's ATC strikes in Italy, they protect overflights. In Greece, they protect overflights. France must be required by the EU Commission to protect overflights. It is unfair that flights from the UK to Spain or flights from Italy to Portugal are being cancelled simply because a bunch of our French air traffic control unions want to go on strike. We respect their right to strike, but if they want to strike, cancel the French flights, protect the overflights. I'm calling on all our passengers this weekend Take action, go to the Ryanair.com website, sign up our petition on which we're calling upon Ursula von der Leyen and the EU Commission to protect overflights, protect the single market for flights, help us to persuade them to take action to end the scandal of overflights being cancelled when the French go on strike. Thank you, enjoy your bank holiday weekend and to those uh, 40,000 passengers whose flights will be cancelled on Monday, we apologise sincerely, we're doing everything we can to reaccommodate you, you'll have received email notifications from us and we're doing our best to get you back as quickly as we can, despite this unacceptable 51st day of French ATC strikes this year. Thank you very much. 
Michael O'Leary there. Well, French workers have been holding regular strikes since early spring in protested plans by French President Emmanuel Macron to raise the national retirement age from 62 to 64. Ryanair confirmed that over 600,000 passengers have signed its Protect Passengers Keep EU Skies Open petition, calling on the EU Commissioner President Ursula von der Leyen to take immediate action to protect European citizens' freedom of movement and overflights during French ATC strikes. When Ryanair's petition reaches 1 million signatures, the airline will submit it to the EU Commission. On April 20th, the Commission for Aviation Regulation, CAOR, was dissolved and its functions were transferred to the Irish Aviation Authority. The Air Traffic Management Service of the IAA will be transferred to a new state company known as AirNav Ireland. Once completed, the IAA will be the single aviation regulator in Ireland responsible for safety, security and economic regulation. In the meantime, trade unions representing Dublin-based air traffic controllers had written to Transport Minister Eamon Ryan demanding he halts the splitting on Sunday last of the Irish Aviation Authority because of significant concerns over staffing and overtime. A hemorrhaging of Irish ATC staff to better paid roles abroad is partly blamed for a crisis that unions claim threatens massive disruptions, curtails Dublin's new €320 million runway and, according to the union, poses safety risks. Controllers are also seeking a €160 million cash injection to secure their pensions and the return of a 10% pay cut imposed during the Covid crisis. Just under 400,000 passengers would have travelled through Dublin Airport this May bank holiday weekend, according to airport operator DAA. DA said it was expecting around 198,000 passengers to depart Dublin Airport over the four days from Friday to Monday, with approximately 196,000 passengers due to arrive at the airport. Passengers departing from Dublin Airport over the next few months are advised to arrive at their terminal two hours before short-haul flight and three hours before long-haul flight. Passengers are further advised to check which terminal their flight departs from when planning their journey to the airport. Similarly, Shannon Airport was in store for a bustling Maybank holiday, with over 45,000 people expected to travel through the airport over the holiday period. That's a 42% increase in passenger traffic compared to the same period last year, and beats pre-pandemic traffic levels for the Maybank holiday in 2019 by 27%. Shannon Airport offers 35 destinations to 11 countries across the EU, UK and US this year. Their schedule now includes six new destinations to Naples, Porto, Bézier, Newcastle and Liverpool with Ryanair and a daily service to the United States with Chicago Airport starting from May 26th. Lee Cross writes on the aviation website airwaysmag.com that last April 28th was the 45th anniversary of the first Aer Lingus transatlantic flight. Aer Lingus became the 17th airline worldwide to start a scheduled service across the Atlantic with a subsidiary known as Aer Lintha Aeron, later to become Aer Lingus Irish International Airlines in 1960. 95 passengers were on the first flight operated by a Lockheed L-1049 Super Constellation, leased with the flight crew from Seaboard and Western Airlines. All the pilots were Irish-Americans and the cabin crew were from Ireland. They included Rosalind McCarthy, Joan Cammon and Miriam O'Donnell. The Irish Examiner this week reports that UPS has called for the measures which caps night flights movements at Dublin Airport to be replaced as it claims it impacts Ireland's competitiveness. The US multinational has lobbied the government to replace Condition 5 of the North Runway, which imposes a limit of 65 flights across the airfield between 11pm and 7am. UPS said it wanted to highlight the importance of protecting cargo night flights, including how it supports economic growth and keeps Irish business competitive 
in a 24-hour global economy. UPS representatives spoke virtually with Minister for Enterprise, Trade and Employment Simon Coveney's department earlier this year. They called for Condition 5 to be replaced with a noise quota system. The Department of Enterprise, Trade and Employment did not comment when asked if it's considering replacing Condition 5 after the meeting with UPS. Airtrade Aviation, the global aviation asset management and trading company, opened its first stock hub and warehouse in Dallas-Fort Worth just two years ago. Complementary to Airtrade's existing operations in Dublin and Knock, Ireland West Airport, the new base has provided Airtrade with a strategic advantage as most used aircraft materials in the US is based in either Miami, Chicago or Dallas. According to the company, it's crucial to their long-term ambitions. Expansion in the US has since been fast-tracked to include an additional team in Atlanta. Airtrade is now becoming as well-known in the US, Canada, Caribbean, Latin and South American regions for its disassembly and asset value maximisation programmes as it is across Europe and Asia. The chair and the CEO of the Shannon Airport Group has welcomed the appointment of two new directors to the board of the Shannon Airport Group. Ashling Curtis, Strategy and Sustainability Director at Microsoft, and John Morn, CEO and founder of RHH International, have been appointed by the Minister for the Environment, Climate, Communications and Transport, Eamon Ryan TD, to serve on the board for a three-year term. And we'll be back with more aviation news after this short break. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Across the board, 2023 will be Ryanair's best year yet. A larger fleet combined with enormous demand has seen the airline breaking its passenger number records. However, only some markets are created equal and one needs to catch up on its recovery. That's according to the airline's group CEO, Michael O'Leary, backed up by flight schedule data. Germany was Ryanair's fourth most significant market in 2019. However, it has fallen behind Ireland in 2022 and France in 2023 to the sixth biggest market for the low-cost airline. Germany remains a significant consumer base for the Irish budget airline. However, there are only one of two countries they serve where the numbers of flights are lower than 2019. Shannon-based Atlantic Aviation Group has announced a trainee and apprenticeship programme amid a global shortage of qualified aircraft maintenance engineers. The company will offer 45 roles through four-year apprenticeship and two-year traineeship programmes after partnering with the Limerick and Clare Education and Training Board and Sullis Learning Works. The qualifications awarded through AAG's Training Academy include a Category B1 licence for qualified apprentices allowing engineers to work anywhere in the world. The two-year aircraft maintenance traineeship will have two intakes of students, the first on June 12th and the second on October 23rd. Those who complete the programme will receive a Category A aircraft maintenance licence from the Irish Aviation Authority. The four-year aircraft maintenance apprenticeship will begin in September. Those who complete the programme will receive a Category B1 licence recognised worldwide. The course is run by Atlantic Aviation Group and LCETB Shannon Campus. Some learning is delivered at TU Dublin's Bolton Street Campus. AAG employs 600 staff at its facilities in Shannon and 120 staff in Bryce Norton, UK. The group acquired Lufthansa Technics Shannon in October 2021. Dublin Airport is set to roll out new anti-drone technology soon to reduce the disruption caused by illegal drone activity in the area. Over the past seven weeks, there have been multiple instances of drone sightings within the airport's airspace, leading to flight cancellations and rerouting. The government recently granted permission to the Dublin Airport Authority, DAA, to install the technology, which will allow them to control drones flying within five kilometres of the airport and either send them back or bring them down in a controlled manner. DAA has already ordered the new system and is expecting it to be operational in the coming weeks. This technology will supplement the existing drone detection systems that have been in place in the airport for years. Well, to tell us more about some of the technological options, we're joined from Defend Solutions by Jeffrey Starr and Mark Rutherford. Gentlemen, welcome to Squawk 7000. Can you tell us a little bit more about the options that are available in the protection of airports? That's a great. Exactly. Our mission and purpose uh, is to bring a different uh, new category, if you will, of uh, technology to address the rogue drone threat. Uh, and just to be clear, we're very pro-drone. Uh, we want the new drone economy to flourish uh, and succeed. But we realize that as drones proliferate, uh, they're becoming a greater danger and risk and threat to many sensitive environments, most notably airports. But the challenge was traditional counter-drone solutions contending with a danger from the sky, if you will, came from the military realm. And they were based on other technologies, which we'll talk about in a minute. So what we developed uh, is a new category that we call cyber detection and cyber mitigation, uh, which is aimed at confronting this threat in a way that's safe and controlled and allows continuity. It basically allows an incident to become a non-incident. 
And we um, literally detect and then take over the drone and, and land it safely. And this is a sharp contrast with some other technologies, which, um, you know, were the legacy way of dealing with this, which I'll let Mark elaborate on a bit later. But we have hundreds of deployments uh, globally, uh, worldwide, in many different environments. We're in over 20 countries. You know, we're, we're used by top tier uh, government agencies. Uh, we've been selected that way. So that's kind of the what we were created to contend with, is to deal with this uh, drone threat, but in a way that's safe and controlled and allows continuity of operations. And Jeffrey, if we could create a distinction really between the two kinds of threat, because there would be the person with an intention to do actual harm. And I don't know if it's in your marketing plan under a category of just the idiot who doesn't know how to operate their drone. Can you, can you clarify the difference for us in that? Yeah, I'll answer that in, in two in two different ways. What, what what we or what the industry, I should say, calls uh, the careless, the <laughs> okay. clueless, clueless. Uh, I like that one. Yeah, careless, actually, there's four: careless, clueless, criminal, and combatant. Okay. So um, they're all threats in different ways. I mean, some people, like you said, it just could be a a kid playing with the drone near the airport that could cause a collision. Uh, it could be someone showing off. Um, it could be uh, someone engaged in some sort of criminal activity, and it could actually be a you know, a bad actor, a terrorist, or a, or a, a bad state actor. Um, but specific, that's kind of, you know, the motive. But in terms of uh, the different threats at an airport, that can also vary aligned with those different kind of actors. It could be a collision. Um, it could be, you know, danger to the assets. It could be danger to the passengers. It could be someone doing surveillance for a, a future attack. It could be, you know, an, an attack on a VIP that's uh, arriving to the airport. It, so there's many different types of uh, threats specifically uh, in a sensitive environment. And, and of course, you know, uh, an airport needs to do all the analysis of all these different use cases and scenarios and have the technology to uh, to confront them. Mark Rutherford's also on the call with us. Mark, uh, from your perspective in the UK and, and seeing what's happening here in Ireland, can, can you contextualize the actual threat there is to an airport from drone operators? Yeah, there are two threats. One is security and the other one is flight safety. If you take flight safety initially, this is, as Jeffrey said, it's someone just flying their drone, trying to either get a cool shot of an aircraft and not realising the danger of it. A lot of people flaunt that. Other people don't know the rules, as he mentioned. And also you've got those people who might decide to protest by putting a drone up to prevent it, prevent aircraft from flying. And what they're largely unaware of is the impact that a drone can have on an aircraft these days. The drones are becoming bigger and you only need to ingest one into an engine. And the main thing is the drones are operating one in cool footage or around local areas. So they're generally quite low. We're talking a couple of hundred, couple of thousand feet, quite close into the airport, quite close to the aircraft. And unfortunately, uh, and I am a pilot, when you go to land an aircraft or take off an aircraft, it's a critical point is take off and landing. So if you ingest a, a drone at that point, it's a real problem. And they don't really, they're not really aware of that. So that's one element which puts the lives of the crew and the passengers at risk. And the other one's security, where you've got a state actor or somebody who maliciously wants to do something bad. You've got air traffic control, you've got fuel farms, you've got the terminal, you've got lots of other sensitive locations like navigation aids, which can all be disrupted. And when they go down, they're down for weeks, you know, not just a couple of hours. So they're the two main the two main risks is the flight safety risk and the security risk to an airport. If you consider some of the statistics that have been put out there as well, and you consider how many passengers are flying through there, the UK National Police Chiefs Council started collecting data in October 22 
Uh, and in six months, they've recorded 13,000 incidents of drone misuse, of which 1,400 were at airports. That's an astonishing 230 every month, or on average, more than seven incidents of drone incursions every day. Now, I don't have the details for Ireland because they're not published, but you only need to look in the news to see what's happening with Dublin Airport. And they're the ones that are reported, and they're the ones that have hit the public. Can you imagine how many more of that you don't see? or actually pass a drone, uh, pass an aircraft, and the pilot doesn't see it, and the public don't see it, and it's been another near miss. So we're talking about seven per day, which is quite a lot every single day. Building on uh, on Mark's point, only a small percentage of these incidents make it into the public domain. We uh, actually try to capture all of them. We have something uh, that we provide uh, as a public service to the industry uh, called a, a drone tracker, a drone incident tracker, um, and it's, it's available on our website. And just since the beginning of the year, you know, above and beyond the the multiple incidents at Dublin, you can see many, many examples. I mean, in Edinburgh, uh, flight de- departures were disrupted and delayed because of an unauthorized drone near the air, near the runway. Uh, there were major delays a few times at Madrid this year already because um, drones were spotted by incoming planes. And even small and regional airports are plagued by this. And in Palm Beach, Florida, uh, in the U.S., a drone was spotted right off the right side of an aircraft, which caused uh, disruptions and delays in operations. So there's many of these that you can see on our tracker in the news every day. I suppose finally, if I could ask you both, uh, really to put it in context for us, there might be a sense here in this part of the world that there's been a, a slow response to this particular threat. Um, can you outline what might some of the factors be that have to be taken into consideration? There's a lot, really. There is transmission licenses. So if you're going to uh, deal with a drone, there are there are several factors. Yes, you may be able to detect a drone, but detecting a drone doesn't deal with it. So yes, you know there's a drone out there and you may know before it reaches the airport, you may know once it's already over the airport by whatever method has been reported, even if it's just the public. But once that happens, you've got to deal with it. Um, you can't really shoot it down. Um, firing nets at it and trying to catch it with a bird or another drone, you know, the NATO have proven that that's still very, very immature, even for a military solution. So an airport where it's expensive, you don't want to be wasting hours chasing. So only real, only really leaves a couple of uh, options like jamming or a cyber solution, and both of them require um, permission to do so, generally with the police, but that's moving ahead now. So governments are now moving towards and open their eyes towards the fact that there is a new solution, and that solution is a cyber takeoff. So rather than jamming it and not knowing what the drone's going to do, where it's going to land, whether it's going to crash, whether it's going to go back and arrive in the hands of the um, of the the operator, so they can try again. The way to do it is to remove it from the sky, and to do that, you need you need to be able to get permission to do so, and that's taking something off somebody. Now we have that is happening, and it's happening across Europe right now. So. This, this is moving, but it's getting a government to recognise this understanding. It's new technology and the wheels of government move fairly slow, especially when you're asking for permission to do something. So a lot of the airports are struggling at the moment with getting permission and they can do it and it is working. So it's working with Europe and it has worked in the UK. And I think within um, within Ireland now, the Irish government needs to move forward, open its eyes and provide some emergency powers or some or give measures to airports and the likes of the guard to be able to use these systems right now and operate it. So preventing the issue rather than waiting until it occurs and trying to deal with the issue with something that isn't guaranteed. Mark Rutherford and Jeffrey Starr from Defend Solutions. Thank you both for joining us. Looks like the end might be in sight for the nuisance drone activity around our airports. Thank you for joining us in Squawk 7000. Thank you, Michael. Enjoy it. Thank you. Finally, in dates for your diary, the Isla's breakfast fly-in was postponed this weekend due to weather. Check flyinginireland.com for any new dates. 
Carrickmore Fly-In Weekend is set for May 6th, this Saturday, and the Ballyboy Breakfast Fly-In will be on May 28th. That's a lot of well-fed pilots for the next few weekends. Remember, if you've any aviation news that you'd like to share with us, include us in your news emails and send your stories to news at squawk7000.ie. Remember, too, we have over 135 episodes of Squawk 7000 in the library, including our summer series of extended interviews with people from the world of aviation. 